I did it. I pressed go live button. And here I am again doing another podcast. And so we're doing this. This is going down today. I cannot wait another day. You guys have been on my mind and doing this has been on my mind. I just don't know what else I can do besides getting it off my chest and be able to come and talk to you. I'm David Pearson. Today, we are going to be discussing my broken commitment to you, lying to yourself, and the issue with COVID and my local uh, school board, which my wife and I watched last night. Uh, This, possibly more, uh, welcome to In The Pursuit. Let's go ahead and get started. So this is an opportunity for me to come on here and really speak my mind, but to get things going again. It's been a long summer since I have um, come and done this podcast. It was unintentional, unintentional. I have been meaning to come back on here to really discuss with you guys more about the facts of my life, but let's face it. There are some things that have gone on down and I've used them for an excuse to not come on whether than whether or instead of coming on to speak to you and to share my thoughts and point of views with you. Um, really, this is called in the pursuit because I am in the pursuit to be better. I am in the pursuit to not only be better, but to even share information to help you become better. And um, in the beginning, when I started sharing these things there, I talked about my recovery process, uh, my injury and my recovery process from a brain injury and how I got from there to here. Now, there's still some things I'm struggling with. There's still some discoveries that I'm making, but Let's face it, I am not a health expert or a health professional. There is no way, absolutely no way, that I will be able to keep on talking about these things. But I can talk about my own personal experiences in my journey, things I'm learning throughout life, and hopefully it can make you a better person. First off, let me say I am sorry for breaking my commitment to you. Last time when I was on here, I got overly ambitious, should I say, on saying that I am going to be doing two or three of these a week. And I never followed through with that. Actually, it's not that I wasn't going to follow through with that. Uh, I did create another episode. In fact, I created, there is a floating episode, maybe maybe one of these days I will go ahead and show you a glimpse of what that episode was. Um, But as of right now, I'm not going to do it today. I don't have those clips ready for you. Uh, So it was pre-recorded. I took my cell phone out with me and I decided to take you guys on a run with me. I went out to go and run on one of our local trails. And when I did that, I got started off just fine. I got the headphones in. I was like, great. The headphones were connected to the phone. I figured it was going to go ahead and work out uh, really well. The thing that I didn't plan for was for the wind. I didn't think about the weather. I didn't think about uh, the obstacles that that I would face. Um, I ran a test of the audio, both on the headphones and on the phone. I did not check what the quality of the audio would have been. I had the headphones in. I went on my run. After my run... I got at the end of the trail, I popped back on the phone, ready to talk with you again. My face was beat red, sweat was coming down my face, sweat was coming into my eyes, the product that I had in my hair is just dripping into my eyes, and my eyes are just stinging, stinging, and it's the the pain that I felt. The clips of this video 
I could barely open my eyes and can barely look at the camera and here I am chatting away and you can see my struggle in this. I seriously could not. After I reviewed this video, I could not give it to you. I was about ready to do it and make jokes out of it, but the audio quality, the quality of the audio was very bad. You could hear the wind over my voice. You cannot listen to a thing. And I thought that I had some pretty good points going. I continued on the discussion of faith this last time, where faith without works would go ahead and boost up your life in a way. Um, and so it was probably good that I did not present that to you in its current state. But if I did... If you enjoyed listening to any of my previous podcasts, I know I'm young at this. I know that this is a young podcast. And if you're listening to me, thank you. Um, but that would have been the biggest turnoff in your life. You're like, what is this guy thinking? Uh, personally, personally, I really couldn't do it. Forgive me. That was one of the discouraging points as to what uh, kept me from doing it. But I was going to go ahead and return. Now, let's talk about that audio right there. I told you that I tested the audio with both the headset microphone, which had noise cancellation in it, and I figured it was going to cut through the wind. No. And I tested it with just the audio of my cell phone alone in the same winding conditions. And guess what came through clearly when I went back and re actually reviewed it? The phone. You could hear my voice crystal clear with the wind hitting my face and coming through the mic. The phone actually canceled out the noise like it was supposed to. The headphones did not. The headphones were lousy. And full credit goes to the goes to Apple um, Pods. They they work great in other situations at this point in time. Sorry, Apple. They sucked at that time. Um, but uh, Anyways, so we got that. Um, after that incident happened, I went back to my CrossFit class. Uh, I attended it all, nearly daily, and I still attend it nearly daily, five days a week at minimum. Um, every once in a while, I'll attend a four-day a week, but I try to figure something else out. But not long after that, um, that attempted podcast and uh, my, my own self-humiliation through that and just tell myself I couldn't bring myself to terms to uh, share that with you. I went to CrossFit and when I went to CrossFit on this day, I kept on hearing the inner voice tell me, you need to take it easy today. And of course I tell myself, and I know this inner voice, I know this inner voice very well. When it really comes and hits me like this and it's not really negative but just say hey take it easy today i i listen to that as a spirit of god but sometimes i fight back and push it back against it. it's like no no i'm not going to take it easy today well my goodness i did the full weight uh required weight for deadlifts and after deadlifts i started feeling some vibrations go through my leg there and my pelvic area there it's like well this isn't normal it's like i figured I'm probably going to be feeling some uh, muscle aches and soreness in my uh, abdominal area, um, uh, in my abs. All right. And so I figured that as much. The next one is we had to do some uh, toes to touching the ring. So we grabbed some rings hanging up high in the sky. And here I am, nearly 40 years old. I kick my feet up. Touching the rings, which is actually very easy. And then I let go, drop down to the ground, hit both feet on the ground, and go uh, run a few hundred meters. Come on back, repeat the same process again. Uh, we had to do a few um, a few reps of these. And the very last rep, I was on a good speed. I was actually ahead of the class on this one, but I wasn't up against the best in the class. Um, there's one gal who is actually very good and she can outdo me in almost anything. I was actually outdoing her. It's like, Hey, I, I am doing this. So, um, I let go of the rings. When I let go, I landed on one foot. I didn't land on both feet 
And because I was so much in a rush on completing this and I saw myself ahead, I felt my whole body shake up. I knew I didn't land right on my leg. And I knew whatever I did, I probably messed up. I went out, completed the run anyways, came on back. I kept on thinking to myself, something is off. I really screwed up this time. I go inside. I sit down at my desk here. Um, at the end of that exercise there, I get I get dressed, I get ready. I sit down at my desk, and here I am. I'm, I'm working my job. At the end of the day, I stood up, and I was in excruciating pain. My whole left leg was not only shaking, but the pain was excruciating. It was so bad, I probably needed pain medications to help cope and manage this pain. I never did fathom. I never did think as to how serious this injury was. I never think where it could have occurred. I thought it was something that I could have healed from, but the pain would not go away day after day. The pain was excruciating. Sleep was horrid. So finally I went and saw my chiropractor and my chiropractor said like, oh, I know this injury and treated like it was nothing. And my pain wasn't going away by seeing him. So I went to another chiropractor at an orthopedic center that I knew. It's just that his, the drive to get to him was, was far. And, um, once when, uh, once when things, once when I started seeing him, he had me uh, get an X-ray, and he saw a couple of inflamed discs, and he flat out told me that if I did not stop exercising right now and rest, um, I would have to go in for back surgery. I would have to see an orthopedic surgeon and have work done on my back, and I can count my uh, CrossFit days over. Like okay, crap. I screwed up. Thankfully, I didn't. He he was on edge because he was worried that I was going to injure myself even more um, than what I did. And I was, um, it, as far as he knew, done. It, it could have been it. And so what, what I did, he didn't make any adjustments that day, but he had me come back in the next day. And um, I've been seeing him since almost daily. Now I'm seeing them once a week there. Things have gradually kicked off. My back is still healing. It was a, It's a slow process of healing, but I'm getting back better there. But he's he's uh, been getting on me a lot to, um, to just say, not, not just say, but he was getting on me a lot to take it easy. And I've been trying to get back into exercising, but do it very slowly, very easy. He never liked what I really did to start off with, but I listened to as much as I could. To keep my brain going, I, I have to do the exercise. And so I was trying to do what I can and justify to myself because I was even stressing out with the lack of it for some period of time. With that also led to some discouragement. I was embarrassed about that injury. I didn't know how I was going to come on back and talk to you, especially with the amount of pain that I would that I was facing at the time. Um, the healing process is almost done. I probably have about two more months left. I don't feel pain anymore, but um, I have one inflamed disc left, and it still gives me issues from time to time, so I'm doing what I can and trying to help bring that inflammation down and let my body heal. So now with that out of the way, that, of course, was just an excuse. That's why I didn't come on back, but I allowed things to eat away at me with this. I hurt my chances with CrossFit on becoming better. I didn't listen to myself. I didn't listen to the spirit. I didn't listen to myself to slow down when I needed to. And as a result, I've allowed myself to go through some discouragement. I've also saw some, some more big blessings in my life from God as a result of that injury. And that's a story for another time. But... There are some positives and negatives that came out of this. The reason why I'm coming here to you now and that I have to get this thing kicked off right here now and get this thing back in, back up and going to speak to you is that 
I need to do this again. I feel like it's a part of my life. I have been looking at my work. I have been looking at my self-employment status and it, it, it is self-employment. Uh, my company is officially an S corp. As I explained before, I used to have a staff for my marketing agency. Now it's just down to me and I'm trying to work things back on up to where I can have a staff again. Um, but uh, these times uh, for my company, for a small agency like mine, it, it's difficult. So I get to retain a, a, a CEO status in an S corp without the staff. So I just feel like, man, how is this going to be done? But things like that will come back up. Now that that story is done, I'm going to be jumping off to the next subject here. Um, that... I've already been on the next subject. I'm sorry. My mind is a little bit scrambled. Work with me and I will work with you. Help me to help you. That's This is also why I'm doing this so I can get my words straight. So the self-discouragement thing. I have been lying to myself saying that no one is interested in what I have to say or do. And I've been believing that, but that has been coming on stronger and louder since I had cut back drastically on my caffeine intake. I figured I needed to cut back on it because I wanted to, I wanted things to progress further in my health. I've done some further research and studies as to how minimal to no caffeine can actually help a thought process increase and bring down inflammation in the brain. And me with recovering this um, years of recovery right there, I figured like, okay, I figured to myself that I need to cut back on this or stop it in order to improve and become better. I have changed my health perspective a lot. But, but I have allowed myself to lie to myself, and that's also why I'm here. Pick things back on up. Now, the reality is I will not be able to do this two or three times a week. I will need to do this as my time permits. But I do have a goal to do this at minimum once a week, which means... I have to change things. Faith, health, healing, hope, and some maybe current events in there too as well. We'll see how this works. I'm figuring out my language with this. And if there are things that I talk about that you find interesting, let me know. Uh, and you can let me know uh, by going to my website at intheprosuit.com. Uh, there you can reach out to me. You can um, send me an email. I have my email linked on up in there. I'm going to go back and double check on that here real quick, but I'm sure I do. I haven't looked at that website for a little bit. Uh, but uh, please, please uh, write me. You can write me directly at david at interpursuit.com and let me know what you find interesting. So speaking about lying to yourself... There's a story with my son that took place, I believe it was February or March earlier this year. We had a big winter windstorm come on through and a blizzard come on through with uh, snow, but that's that snowstorm with the strong winds and my neighbor's fence. It was really bad watching the fence. We we're watching it wobble back and forth. And my wife even watched uh, one part of the fence fall over. My children, being at the ages that they are, they looked at it. They were very curious and they were interested in it. And so the next day when they woke on up, they went outside to go play out in the snow. And my five-year-old boy got so curious with it, he went to go play with that fence. Now, I was not keeping an eye on him. I was here at my desk working and serving my clients. But my son was outside. My wife was watching him. And um, at the end of the day, I'm upstairs in the kitchen. He comes on in the door. 
and he tells me about how interesting defense is and uh, why it's down. And I'm looking at his hands. He does. He is not wearing gloves, and I'm looking at his hands, and the palm of his hands, his fingers up to the tips of his fingers, was all covered in splinters. Now, I looked at him and I just said, Nick, you got splinters in your hands. We need to take them out. Some of them were very tiny ones. Some of them was a little bit bigger ones. And they were they were sticking within his hand right there. And I didn't know how bad all of them were. Some of them looked like it got down there pretty deep. Some of them just looked like they were surface level splinters. And he just says, no, 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 we don't need to do it. I don't want to do it. I'm afraid. I don't want to do it. He said, Nicholas, you, we, we have to do it. If we don't, you can get an infection. And we started telling him how he could lose his fingers, how he could lose his hand if we could, the, um, if we did not take care of it and um, get the splinters out. So we're doing it to drive a little bit of fear and see if it will encourage him to sit down and um, to allow us to work on his hand to bring the splinters out. And so he's like, okay. So we're in the kitchen. I look at my oldest son and I asked him to go get me the magnifying glass off of the desk. And it's one of those with the light, big magnifying glass with the light in it to help magnify uh, the hand so I can see uh, the splinters. And I asked his mother to get me some tools that I could look at or that I could use to get the, uh, the splinters out. And so she brought me a manicure kit. My son brought me to magnifying class and I'm sitting down with my five-year-old boy and I'm looking at his hand. And when I'm looking at it underneath the magnifying glass, I see even more splinters, tiny ones uh, than what I could see with my own uh, naked eye. But I am wearing glasses here. The older I'm getting, the smaller print is getting harder to read. I mean, like tiny things there. I'm not there yet, but um I saw more splinters in his hands. So it, it was a little bit worse off. So I looked at his hand and I took one of the tweezers and I tried to go take it over to his hand to see if I can start to work on one of the splinters. And he immediately pulled back and started screaming and yelling in fear. And it's like, Nick, calm down. I didn't even touch you yet. I wasn't even near his hand. I just started bringing it on over there. And he says, okay. He brings it on back. He brings his hand back to me. And I take a look at his hand. I start bringing a tool again to his hand. And he pulls it back. I'm not even touching his hand. I didn't even touch it yet. He's like, oh, that hurts. It hurts. It hurts. I'm like, Nick, stop it. Like, you're not helping the situation. It's like, but dad, it hurts. It's like, Nicholas, I did not touch you with the tool yet. Please calm down. You're being ridiculous. Well, I'm not thinking like a five-year-old. I'm not thinking as to how he's thinking. Now, one of the things that uh, I have a problem with is that I could also be short in temper. And so I was trying to bring and also trying to think like a dad, trying to be tough. I got a little bit mean. I slapped my hand on the table and I said, stop it. This is ridiculous. Give me your hand right now. Well, I, well, I didn't say it that nice. I, I yelled it at him and it did not help the situation. He was freaking out even more. I had to take a step back for a moment. And I said, God, I need your help. You, you know how my temper is. But I need to be able to speak to my son in a way that he will understand. And I need help for him to be calm, to calm down. Help me speak to my son and help this situation calm down and help him understand. So I took a moment, sat there to think. And it's just like my brain was unlocked. And... Clarity came to my mind. I looked at Nick and I said, Nicholas, did you know that your brain lies to you? And he looked at me. He said, 
your brain can lie to you? I said, yes, your brain can lie to you. And then I went to go and describe to him about the brain. It's like, you know, the brain is a powerful force. It's a powerful force in our body. It, it tells us what to do. It tells our body when to breathe, when to swallow food. It tells us how to taste food or what food tastes like. And it can also tell us, and it's also a great protective mechanism. If it sees danger, it's going to tell you, hey, you're in trouble. So it's going to make your body react. It's going to make you scream. It's going to make you scared because it sees something that can hurt you. And you're going to want to protect yourself with it. So your brain is doing that. Now, when I try to take the splinters out and I haven't touched your hand, your brain was telling you, "Uh uh-oh, there's a tool right there that can hurt me. And because that tool can hurt me, you need to move back. You need to be scared. You need to protect that hand because that tool can hurt me. He's like, really? Like, yes, your brain is telling you to do that. But I know how to use this tool. Now, if I use this tool in the wrong way, yes, I can hurt you. But I know how to use it. And because I know how to use this tool, your brain is lying to you. Your brain is telling you this tool can hurt you, but it does not trust me who I, where I am holding the tool. Now, because you're doing that, you are thinking this hurts already. So you're telling me how much it hurts and how much pain is coming out. I did not touch you yet. And because I did not touch you, does that cause pain? Says, well, thought there for a moment. No, it doesn't cause pain. I said, well, that's your brain lying to you. Your brain told you it's going to hurt. So you're already reacting to it. Like it is hurting already. After talking to him about this for a little bit, he calmed down. And I said, Nicholas, if you tell your brain that this will not hurt, you, you talk back to your brain and you tell it, this will not hurt. It will not hurt. Now, sometimes it will hurt. Sometimes there will be splinters that will cause pain, but it will not be as bad as your brain thinks it is. So you tell your brain it does not hurt. So he said, okay, dad. Okay. He gave me his hand. And when he gave me his hand, I put it underneath the magnifying glass. I took some tweezers. I even took a blade too. And it's not that I didn't have a blade on me. I did. I took some clippers as well and a blade. And I started scraping his hand. And I would scrape it. And he was like, Daddy, that does not hurt. It's like, good, good. That does not hurt. So I started working on some smaller splinters, some lighter splinters that were more closer to the surface of the hand. And I would scrape the splinters away. And as I scraped them away, he would be excited. He's like, oh, I didn't feel that. It's like, good. That's good. It's like, now, Nicholas, this one is a little bit deeper. And because that splinter is a little bit deeper, I need to dig in a little bit. This might hurt you a little bit, but you tell your brain it doesn't hurt. And so I'm doing it. He's starting to have tears come down his face. And he's just like, this is hurting. This is hurting. He's like, I'm sorry, Nick. I have to do it, but he is holding strong and he's being strong. I pull the splinters out and the both of us are in tears and he is laughing. He's like, daddy, my brain was telling me it was going to hurt a lot, but I told him, like, no, it doesn't hurt. And because I said it doesn't hurt, it didn't hurt as bad. Like, That's great. That's terrific. <laughs> and so we did that. I took out the splinters and we were laughing, we were crying and we we celebrated when the very last splinter was taken out of his hand and he was telling me how much he how much he was telling his brain it did not hurt and it did not hurt as bad and from there his mother is like do you know how often your son shares that story with people and i didn't realize that he would share the story but he would tell people about how your brain lies to you and how you need to tell your brain what to do and and uh, about that story and so it it touches my heart i was guilty because similar situation i may not have i may not have had splinters in my hand that 
prevented someone else from working on my hand to pull them out, but I was giving myself some self-discouragement there. And I know you do too. Everyone, I'm not the only one that does this, but everyone tends to lie to themselves frequently. And if we listen to that part of our brain too much, we tend to believe it. And we tend to we tend to believe it so much that we create scenarios of things that are possibilities but have not happened, have not yet happened, and may never happen. But we create those possibilities and it discourages us from acting in faith. It discourages us from believing in ourselves, from believing in God, and from trusting that no matter what we do, we can succeed. Is there an audience out there for me? I believe there is. And I just have to ignore that other voice that says, there isn't anyone for you. No one's going to want to listen to you. What are you telling yourself presently? What are you telling yourself presently that is keeping you from doing what you want to do? Are you lying to yourself? I bet you you are. And with the same principles of that, of the splinters in the hand, will you act on it? Will you tell yourself it's not going to hurt as much? Or will you tell yourself that's a lie? That is a bold-faced lie. And I do not believe it. I'm going to do this instead and act in just the opposite manner of what you're telling yourself to do. That's the only way to really overcome these things. And you know, this is faith without works. No, this is faith with works. I'm sorry. In Hebrews chapter 11, just as in my previous podcast, I went into it. Hebrews chapter 11 talked about the examples of faith with works and the prophets. In the book of James, James even went in depth about faith without works is dead. But if you were to take action, he, he challenged, said, you show me your faith without works and I will show you my faith with works. And every time I read that, I read that as someone bold. I don't see that as someone soft-spoken. I'm seeing that as someone bold right there. And the only thing, the only way that things will work out in our life is if we take action. And here I am taking action action now we have a problem going on in our midst we cannot avoid this problem at all whatsoever it is surrounding us it is to our left it is to our right it is front of our face it is right behind us we cannot avoid the problem of the covid virus that is going around now this is one of those words that i told myself that i would never speak of on youtube or facebook or on a live broadcast but you know what how can i not address this thing it, it is affecting our daily lives it is a problem that we face now i'm not going to go into the depths of like the pros and cons of what solutions was proper solutions right there i'm going to go into how we as humanity are taking this thing so much in that this is also the splinters in the hand we are lying to ourselves with this and with this we are hurting others let me tell you about a keyword i learned about this word back when i was in elementary school and I remember this word, and it stuck with me all this time, and I have been wanting to, not have been wanting to, but it stuck with me all this time, and I see examples of this consistently, frequently, all the time, and it's becoming more prevalent. We cannot escape from it. This word is an actual theory. There is an actual, um, it's an actual theory with an actual definition behind a test has been ran we i can almost say that it could very much be factual but this thing does run on the theory line and we can see prime examples of it this theory can either be good for us or this theory can be bad for us 
this keyword, this theory that I'm speaking of, is groupthink. Groupthink is very simply put. Groupthink is a phenomenon that occurs when a group of individuals reaches a consensus without critical reasoning or evaluation of the consequences or alternatives. Groupthink is based on common desire not to upset the balance of a group of people. Now, groupthink happens very frequently in a work environment. It is to help to come to quick resolutions and keep a process moving forward. It doesn't necessarily that these resolutions is the appropriate answers. It doesn't necessarily mean that they are the wrong answers, but groupthink can go either way. It could be good or bad. We are having an awful lot of groupthink with COVID that is very bad. And it is it is devaluing human life. It is splitting a nation, not just a nation, but people across the world globally, unlike any other. This needs to be addressed. My wife and I last night was watching online. Recently when this... Okay, so first off, to explain. When my when my boys' school season started, or the school year started, they started off with no masks. It was announced from uh, the school that we'd be doing the school year without masks, and they would be watching appropriately uh, if the virus um, infections pick up, um, then they're going to enforce a mask mandate again, and not, but they're going to watch and be mindful, which is great. I respect them for that. I am grateful that they just didn't jump into a scare tactic. Let's do mask immediately right offhand. Um, now within the first few days of school, people started being reported of infections of COVID-19 positive tests. I shouldn't say infections. I should say positive tests. There's a difference as, uh, these children were getting positive tests, uh, coming on back. We would get notices in our email saying, hey, your your boys have been exposed at school. Here's some appropriate solutions as to what to do, which has also caused us to get our boys tested, get us tested, um, and um, yada, 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 life goes on. Okay, not yada, yada, yada. I'm sorry, I should not have said that. But life did go on for us because all of our tests came back negative. Exposure happened. Our tests came back negative. Um, though our kids picked up what looked like to be a common cold, we pulled them both out of school for a little bit until they recovered from that as any parent should. We, we, we did that. We did not want to, uh, be a problem to anyone else. So they healed up. We sent them back to school, but a mask mandate, and it was not just with my boys there, but several other kids, uh, within the school district. And, um, we started having the county health department starting shutting down classrooms. They didn't shut down the schools, but they would shut down individual classrooms based upon the number of COVID positive tests, which is fine. Understandable. The school didn't want to see any more shutdowns. And so the school uh, superintendent enacted a mask mandate policy, which was no surprise that they did kick that back up. That is not a problem. So finally, the school board addressed this mandate. And when we went back to, when we went back to school, or when we, not when we went back to school, when we uh, watched the school board meeting, we were watching it off the internet. We didn't have anything to say and didn't see a purpose on being there in person. So we watched the live broadcast feed, my, both my wife and I, because we were curious about it. The school presented an excellent case as to why they should have masks, but there's a problem that that they presented there. The problem was, is that they only presented one case. They only presented one side of the story. You see, when people get any other viruses, and there's multiple opinions out there, and I'm not going to pretend that I am a health professional, which I am not, but everyone is capable of critical thinking skills. And if you went to school and had an education, especially with a bachelor's of science, 
I'm sure, just as I have been taught, which I hope you've been taught too, you have been taught quantitative studies or or testing. Um, you've been taught theories. You have been taught um, how to do appropriate testings, research, papers. Uh, you're taught a scientific method to study, to research, and to enact things appropriately in a work environment, depending upon how you work things out. Sure, you don't have a ma- if you don't have a master's degree or a PhD degree, you are taught this at the bachelor's level. I know this because, at least for me, with my bachelor's of science degree, I was taught that. It is things that helps us become better, become, and to develop those critical thinking skills. But what I saw at the board meeting, which was troublesome, is that they only presented one side of the case. The only side of the case that, pre- that they presented is that here is a number of COVID positive tests that have gone on up. Now, the numbers started coming on down when we enacted the mask mandate, which I'm fine with. Because when they present those numbers, that's a good case. But the things that they don't take into consideration, which is, which is a medical truth, is that your body does build up an immune system to viruses and bacteria. Once when it recognizes a virus and it fights off that disease, the cells are trained to fight it off, the white blood cells. I don't know all the technicalities to go jump into that, but this is what I understand. I've heard other, other medical professionals talk about the same thing. Once when you get the COVID virus, your body fights it off, whether if you show symptoms or don't have symptoms and you survive it and come out of it, you have a natural immunity to it. So they present a case as to where we've had an upward of a number in their 80s. So when I'm looking at that chart, I'm also looking at that chart It's like, okay, that's how many kids have tested positive for COVID. I'm also looking at how many kids have been immune. How many of those kids have died from it, which there is not one reported case of death. There is reported cases of recoveries. How many of those kids have been hospitalized? How many of those kids have stayed home just to due to cold symptoms or maybe flu symptoms? Um, we could look at a number of other cases in there. Well, because of those numbers that they present alone, and they did not discuss any other part of the charts, but just the one chart, COVID cases go up with, without masks. COVID cases were coming down without or with masks. Everyone in the group or in the school board came to a quick consensus equally abroad that everyone needs to wear masks. They presented their case and they said, this is why we need to have masks and we're going to stick to it. They did this before they heard from the community. They didn't vote on the measures yet, but they already said that this was going to be done each and every one of them. Now, when the community went on up, the community, we had the community that was both in support of the school board members. We had people who were emotionally invested in this and share their emotions behind the podium, which we've, we can see this in any state. And then we also have seen people And we also seen legitimate people who have suffered complications from wearing masks, who are having educational problems because of either speech impairment or learning disabilities of some kind, and parents that are actually concerned about the learning abilities of the students here. So we are looking at beyond just health reasonings. They were presenting legitimate cases. Uh, One young lady, who is still active in sports in high school, shared her concerns because she was diagnosed with exercise-induced anaphylaxis or exercise-induced asthma. When I was a teenager, I was diagnosed with exercise-induced anaphylaxis. But yeah, hers is exercise-induced asthma. And so every time she would... So she requires more oxygen. She notices that she lacks in the ability to do sports. She has more reactions... Um, even though she doesn't have to wear a mask doing sports, just a mask throughout the day, 
takes in less oxygen to her body. She has health complications while performing sports. And she coughs, she sneezes a lot. She was describing different complications. She would get really tired a lot more than the normal. So she's expressing that. And she was very respectful too. There was a father, last example on this, there's a father who has two adopted children from China. One girl who we adopted a few years ago um, was going through the learning system from kindergarten on up just fine. And she was learning just fine, just quickly. They adopted a boy recently this last year and also from China. And he said that this boy has the same learning capabilities as his daughter. But because he's wearing a mask and because he's learning a new language and getting used to the English language, he's having difficulties learning the language because the mask is on all the time. And that is a great concern for him. Um, for him on that, that his son is not going to be learning the English language appropriately, the appropriate mouth movements from watching the teacher's mouth movements on there and not just from listening on there. And he's in speech therapy, but the speech therapist does not take off the mask. These were not the only cases that were presented. Excellent cases was presented as to why there should be some medical exemptions and the school board has not acknowledged medical exemptions nor has a supervisor. The supervisor did say that he would allow medical exemptions, but then yet the testimonies that we've heard, when there is medical notes from doctors to give that medical exemptions, the school and the superintendent did not honor those exemptions, and they even called him out on that, rightfully so. Well, they did not address that. And because the school board was so set in their ways, they exercised group think accordingly. They all voted for a mask mandate, not even with a resolution to make some adjustments for some health concerns, learning concerns of some legitimate people with some good cases. And this, this is not good because this is, they're trying to react off of numbers. They're saying, one, this will keep the classrooms open. So they're telling me that this is a financial number and that's not for me to jump into. To their, they set a precedence that we are listening to ourselves over you, the community. And three, that creates a clear divide within a community itself or a district. This was groupthink used in a wrong way. I can understand where the school board was going to enact such a thing, but they did not listen to legitimate health concerns or learning concerns from people who were being very respectful on that and who presented their case quite clearly and they made good solid cases in my opinion. This is not the only case. This is splinters in the hands. We're taking this too far. There's, there's lying to yourself individually and there's lying to yourself as a community. Groupthink very much falls in that line and we're facing other ways on there in what ways i'm going to read the definition again all right now this is just a small this is just a small definition of groupthink look groupthink up and groupthink as one word look it up for yourself if you don't know know what i'm talking about i'm going to read this quick definition one more time Groupthink is a phenomenon that occurs when a group of individuals reaches a consensus without critical reasoning or evaluation of the, cons of the consequences or alternatives. Groupthink is based on a common desire not to upset the balance of a group of people. But groupthink can upset a group of people. One last example. This is what made groupthink stick in my head back from elementary school. We learned about the space shuttle discovery with the first woman teacher who was going on up in space. And the space shuttle discovery exploded in the middle of a launch. And one of the reasons why that happened is because groupthink took place. The group of scientists, a group of engineers was discussing the example that was given to us. They're discussing um, possible problems of the space shuttle 
Only one of them saw that there was a problem with space shuttle that needed to be addressed. But because of the group thing, because everyone was falling into a consensus, he felt the pressure to give in to the rest of the group and say, everything's fine, everything's okay. And as a consequence, when that space shuttle went on up, it exploded. Lives were lost. People, this is the very thing. Lives can be lost from this if we keep on isolating people, if we keep on imposing our own self-imposed thoughts or beliefs on this. COVID is a very serious thing to, to take into consideration in our lives, but do not let it destroy your thought process, your relationship with others or your community. Do not let this thing overrun your life from fulfilling others specific needs take precautions as you will but do not let this thing run your life or devalue human life in any ways your life is not more valuable than the person next to you nor your neighbor nor the people 10 houses down from you nor on the other side of the world we are all children of God. Jesus Christ said to his apostles, If ye are my disciples, love one another. Love one another as I have loved you. This is Christ saying it. Quoting him, That ye may also love one another. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples. If ye or you have love, one to another. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for joining me for this session. I encourage you to look at the good in life. If you find yourself lying to yourself, if you find yourself lying to yourself in a group of people due to not only COVID but maybe other situations take a second look and stop it and take the steps to progress to create healing and happiness if you do this God will bless your life just as he has blessed mine and you will become a better person your neighbors, your friends and family will love you for it the only thing to win out of this is the hearts of your neighbors and the love of God. Have yourself a wonderful day. I do appreciate you and thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for watching.